presented by Millie Package. Welcome into Division 2. Today is a very special show. Our inaugural podcast since moving over for the radio scene at WGUR. And with me, of course, are my esteemed colleagues, Blake and Chris. Guys, how do we feel about getting out of Terra Hall? feel absolutely ecstatic. I think I speak for all three of us. Uh, we are happy and proud to uh, now consider ourselves a Spotify podcast. Yeah, I would say uh, it's pretty badass, boys. Oh, wait. Can I say that? I can You're say that. I can say that. You're wow. I, wow, boys. That's crazy. It's kind of weird being able to say that. So, uh, you know, we're excited, though, in all seriousness, to be a member of the Spotify family. We appreciate the support from all of our listeners, and we're excited to continue to grow. That's right. Uh, we're leaving WGUR after, I believe, about a year and a half. year and a half? Yeah. Uh, yeah, give or take. A year time. and a half of work. I mean, it's a long story there. A long story what goes into uh, us moving over to the podcast, Chris? So basically, and uh, I hope a lot of y'all saw, I put on my Instagram story the other day, tune in Thursday to uh, hear the beef. So here's the beef, basically. Spotify reached out to us, they heard us, and they thought a little bit something of us. They, they enjoyed us a little bit, and uh, they reached out about us, joining over, talked to us. We uh, came up with a contract that we are going to agree on, upon terms a little bit later down the road, you know, once stuff gets going. And, uh, you know, we communicated that with WGR, and they, you know, it was very tough for them to take. I, I hate to say, you know, they were very... They were tears. Yeah, I mean, they, they reached out to us a lot. I felt like we were being, like, almost recruited by, like, Nick Saban or something, yeah. the way that they kept reaching out to us. And, I mean, really what it came down to is, I mean, their state-of-the-art Terrell uh, studio just, you know... You know, it wasn't enough. It really just wasn't enough for us. No. And, you know, particularly the managers, you know... Wasn't exactly worth uh, worth working for anymore, but we always appreciate our time at WGR. Of course. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I'll leave it at this, you know, just to kind of, you know, harp on what Chris said. We'll have some good memories there, but we're, uh, we're really excited to make this move. And, you know, we want to dedicate our first episode to a very special unnamed individual. Um, but, you know, we're excited and we're, uh, we're thinking about you and our continued growth. Uh, you're specifically our uh, motivation going forward. That's right. So we are all now officially on Spotify. Uh, shows will be published every week, Thursdays. Thursdays we're doing. Thursday. Thursdays. Uh, we'll have that. And uh, we got a lot of special guests coming up. Um, and a lot of sports to be excited about this spring. You know, the Braves are coming back. Um, we got spring football. You know, we got the FCS going on right now, which is always fun to have football in uh, late February. Um but a lot of sports coming on, and we got a lot of exciting guests, um, including a jam-packed Braves show uh, coming right before opening day. Um, but every week, Thursdays, we'll have a show out. Um, so we look forward to that and uh, you guys tuning in um, to those. Uh, Blake, anything else on that front? Uh, yeah. Uh, tomorrow morning uh, on the 25th, we're talking to Atlanta Falcons long snapper Josh Harris. Um, he's the third longest tenured member of the team. That interview will be dropping around March 6th. So stay tuned for that interview. Yes, sir. Uh, that will be our first interview with a active NFL player? Correct. That's correct. All right. We got a special teamer on. So uh, showing love to the special teamers uh, for the Falcons with an exciting new uh, head coach ahead. Um, but not a lot of news here, you know, in the NFL, got a lot of speculation going on. Uh, just one thing I'll talk about real quick, Carson Wentz going to the Indianapolis Colts. 
Um, Chris, what was your take on this deal in terms of each side getting a fair uh, deal? Yeah, I mean, if, I feel like it worked out about even. I mean, you look at it, the Colts are giving up a second this year, and then they're giving up, um, what is it, a – or is it a third this year or a second this year? I believe it's a third this year, That's conditional right, third this second. Year, second next year, and then if they make the playoffs, it turns into a first next year. So if it works out for them, then they give up their first. I feel like that'd be worth it. Uh, for the Colts, I mean, Frank Reich, the Colts head coach, we saw get the best out of Carson Wentz. So, I mean, if there's any – coach in the NFL who, you know, should take on a guy like Carson Wentz. It should be him. Carson, I mean, we've seen him have a lot of uh, problems reading the field and mechanically in the past season. So, I mean, this is this is a big, big pivotal moment in his career as to, you know, if he's going to fluke out of the National Football League or if he's going to continue the bright, once bright career he started. Yeah, he's back with his boy, Frank Reich. I like the move. I think it's a low-risk reward uh high excuse me low risk high reward move for the colts i think they didn't have to give up too much to get him especially you know remembering back what the eagles had to give up to go and get Wentz. um you know i think that the eagles are are a mess and i've i've continued to say that and i'm going to continue to say that going forward as well because they're not going to go anywhere over the next five years because of how much they had to pay him they're still going to be eating some of that money is that correct the eagles are yes yeah so a record $33 million this year. Yeah, $33 million. That's $33 million for him to go play for another team? For, for your old coach? For your old offensive coach? I don't understand. I think Howie Roseman might be one of the worst general managers in all of football. That's certainly not how you draw it up. Absolutely not. And how do you fix that? Honestly, how do you fix that? Time. Exactly. But, Time heals. Uh, we are going to have a lot of new quarterbacks on new teams this year um, with how the NFL salary cap is going to go. Um, as we know, there's going to be a lot more cuts. And Adam Schefter, I saw, was saying that uh, he's setting the over-under for quarterbacks getting or teams getting new quarterbacks at 18, and he said he's taking the over. So it's going to be an absolute madness year when it comes to free agency um, and the draft. But Right now, in terms, we're all in speculation. Uh, we're all waiting on that free agency period to open up. Um, but really excited for that to start and to get into draft season. But we'll move on to the NBA. Uh, the NBA is well and going right now. Uh, a lot of action going on as we speak, as we record uh, here on Wednesday night. Uh, but the NBA All-Star starters reserves uh, were announced. Um, and there were some snubs, including our hometown guy, Mr. Trey Young. Uh, Blake, what do you have to say about Trey not making the all-star game? I think it pissed him off. We saw him tonight, and they just beat the hell out of the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, we just sat there and watched it, and it was unbelievable the way the Hawks played. Gallinari set a franchise record, first player in franchise history to hit over 10 consecutive threes in the game. That is, that is unbelievable. And, you know, Gallinari is one of those free agents that Steve Coonan and Travis Schlank went out and they picked up, and they were excited about him, and I know they were excited about Bogdanovich and Rondo, and it really hasn't paid off with them yet, but it's good to see Gallo getting some results and the Hawks getting a win tonight. And, you know, I think Trey Young maybe needed this. Uh, they've been struggling. The Hawks have been struggling, and I know they're in playoff contention still, so you have to, you have to consider him for the All-Star team. But I can't really look there as a Hawks fan and say, hey, he deserves it over this guy. I'm looking at the East roster right now when it comes to their reserves, and we'll just run through it real quick. Does he deserve to be in over James Harden? I don't think so. Does he deserve to be in over Zach Levine? I don't think so. Does he deserve to be in over Vucevic? I don't think so. Ben Simmons? I mean, we're understanding there's a trend here. 
Right. All these guys are having great seasons. It's just Trey Young is right there. He was one of those guys that just didn't ha it didn't happen. And if you recall last year with Bradley Beal, it's a little bit reminiscent of that. You have the stats, but there's just a lot of guys that are a little bit ahead of you this year. Right, uh, and we had some uh, newcomers on the reserves this year, including, as you mentioned, Zach Levine, who uh, me and Blake have been following the Bulls pretty closely this year. Uh, Zach Levine has been absolutely balling for this team. Um, so that's his first all-star appearance, along with that Julius Randle for the New York Knicks. Uh, he's been putting up crazy numbers. We mentioned this, I believe, a couple weeks ago back on the back on the show. But, I mean, he's balling, and the Knicks are as well. But um, the all-star game is Sunday, March 7th in Atlanta without any fan attendance, thanks to Keisha. Um, not cool, Keisha. We'd, we'd like to go to the game. Speaking um, of fan attendance and Julius, big night for New York the other night. Yeah. Julius was announced as the All-Star team the same night that the uh, New York allowed up to 15% attendance back into their stadiums. Oh, that's great. I didn't so that's know that. true. Yeah, that's, I mean, hey, you like to see it. And, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the Knicks, I'm sure, here in a few minutes. But I know, I know one thing that Julius Randle was kind of clowned by a lot of people when New York was supposed to have this run of epic free agents coming back to Madison Square Garden and making New York the you know, the true mecca of basketball again. And that didn't really happen. But Julius Randle got a lot of hate when they picked him up. And listen, guys, it's paying off. And he's probably one of the biggest, biggest sleepers for, you know, most improved player this year. Absolutely. He is unbelievable right now. He's untouchable when it comes to being guarded in the paint. His shot is on point. And that Knicks team's playing hard for Coach Thibodeau. So love what I'm seeing from the Knicks. Congratulations, Julius Randle. And uh, shout out Zach Levine as well. Yeah, each of them uh, well-deserved spots there. Um, something I did see that the NBA changed today was a lot of people were pissed off that Anthony Davis got in um, to the to be an all-star reserve when he was hurt. Uh, a lot of people thought Devin Booker should have been in. They immediately subbed in Devin Booker today. Uh, so Devin Booker will be in the all-star game will, with his teammate, uh, Mr. Chris Paul. Um, but we'll move on to a segment we like to call Trending Up versus Trending Down. Um, there's a lot of NBA teams, and, and we're at almost the mid-season of midway season of um, action. So we're each going to pick a team that is trending up and trending down um, as we see it right now. Uh, Chris Blake, either one of y'all want to start? Yeah, yeah. And like we just talked about, Julius Randle, a team trending up right now has got to be the New York Knicks, sitting at 15 and 17, six seed uh, in the East. Obviously, there's still a lot of dribbling, a lot of basketball left. But, I mean, this is exciting. I mean, New York, as Blake said, I mean, it has been the mecca of basketball up until about the last decade, you know, ever since Mel and Stonemeyer's teams kind of fell out. So it's really cool to see the Knicks back in the playoff, uh, back in the playoff picture. And, you know, hopefully Julius can keep up, keep balling, and that team can stay in there and find themselves in the postseason. Yeah, I want to go across to another borough here in New York. I want to talk a little bit about the Brooklyn Nets, who, you know, we talked about earlier in the year, guys, on uh, on Division Two. We were we were really adamant on, you know, the Nets probably made a mistake getting James Harden. We didn't think that the three of them would mesh immediately, and it didn't. But now it is, even without Kevin Durant. The Nets in their last 10 games are 7-3. and three. They've won seven straight, though. So in their last seven, they're 7-0. and oh. And they're only a half game back right now for first place in the East. So even though it seemed like they were struggling, they really weren't. They're currently 21 and 12, and the 76ers are 21 and 11. 
And the Sixers are only 5-5 five and five in their last 10, and we saw them get beat badly by the Raptors a few nights ago. And right now, it's hard not to say that the Nets are the team to beat in the East. I'll agree with you, Mayor, man. Uh, you know, the Nets, with that, with that road trip they had, they beat the Lakers, the Nuggets. I mean, they were beating some very good teams, and they were doing it without their arguably their best player, Kevin Durant. Um, so as we see, the Nets are finally starting to put it all together. Um, and they're being very competitive as we speak. Um, but a team that I like trending up is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, right now, the Suns have great team chemistry, and they have been on a roll recently outside of their loss to the Brooklyn Nets uh, about a week ago. Um, but, I mean, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, pick your poison. I mean, they are each of them are balling. Uh, you got Aiden inside. I mean, they are balling. So... I think this team. I don't. I don't know how deep they can go into the playoffs. Um, but I. They're a really exciting team to watch. I, I love Booker and Chris Paul. I mean, classic one-two punch. Um, but we'll move on to our trending down team. So Chris, we'll start with you. Trending down's got to be the L.A. Lakers. I mean, what is it? Five of the last six or four of the last five that they've dropped. And you know, as you know, as our listeners, I'm sure already know. You know, this isn't the most. Uh, positive LeBron James podcast that you will find out there. Not exactly. So, you know, anytime we get the chance to dog LeBum, we're going to jump on a little bit here and there. But, I mean, the Lakers, I mean, look, I get it. It's a long season. I mean, there's going to be skids here and there, but not the place you want to be. Find, like, very close to the All-Star break, cruising in there like that. I don't know. I don't know. Frank Vogel, hot seat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the, the former world champion Toronto Raptors. I think that the Toronto Raptors are actually trending down, even though we saw them a few nights ago, as we previously mentioned, absolutely beat the shit out of the 76ers. I mean, that was an ass beating. But I think that the Raptors are trending downward. I believe in Nick Nurse. I don't believe in a lot of those guys on the team consistently. And I think that, you know, if they finish the season around the four or five seed, I wouldn't be surprised if a team like the Hawks or the Bulls or even the Celtics beat you know, come in and maybe upset them, maybe beat them in the playoffs in the first round. And, you know, the Raptors are, you know, they're coming off a year. Last year where they were close, it seemed like they put a lot of the pieces together. Pascal Siakam had a great season. Fred Van Vliet stepped up and, you know, got a little bit of money. But Nick Nurse, guys, to me, still is the best coach right now in the NBA. I wouldn't take any coach over him. But I just don't believe in the players right now. I don't believe in the personnel, and I think that that's a team that's trending down. Yeah, you mentioned them. Uh, team, my team is trending down. Uh, I think everyone knows they are down in the dumps right now. But I'm going to call them out. The Boston Celtics. I mean, good grief, they have been on a terrible skid, losing one of one of three to the Hawks. I mean, you saw that on Sunday. They were up by 24 points to the Pelicans. Uh, blowing that lead, so I really don't know what's going on with this team. I do expect them to pick things back up off, uh, like you said, into the playoffs, uh, but I don't really know what's going on with them right now, and that's why they are my trending down team as of right now. Um, but we'll move on to the current NBA standings and odds. So there's a little bit of shakeup uh, in the NBA odds. The Lakers are still clearly the favorite, even with uh, Anthony Davis out and their struggles. Uh, but the Nets are on the rise, as Blake mentioned. Um, they're, I believe, the co-favorite right behind the Lakers, uh, around plus 280. Um, so, I mean, maybe grab them while you can because you, you put together Harden, you put together Kyrie, and you don't even have Kevin Durant on the court. I mean, 
you got to think this value is just going to go more south. Yeah, I, I kind of want to harp on that a little bit. I, I think that if you're going to put any money on the Nets to win the NBA championship, you should put double that amount on them to win the Eastern Conference because I think that they are the clear-cut favorite in the East right now. I know if something were to happen, another catastrophic injury for a KD, for say, God forbid. Um, but, you know, guys, if that were to happen and they do make it to the Eastern Conference playoffs, which they obviously will, they have the talent, they have the coaching staff. Steve Nash is doing a great job of managing those guys, too. He's figuring them out. And I just don't see anyone in the East topping them off. I definitely wouldn't trust the Bucks. Absolutely not, man. And Coach Bud's going to be on the hot seat. He's going to be on the hot seat. Bottom line. I mean, there's no excuses anymore. That team, year in, year out, comes in. They're the favorite in the East every year. And they suck when it matters. They suck. They don't put it together. And... They, they can't figure it out. I don't understand what the deal is with them. They have all the players, but they don't have it. And Coach Bud, I'm, I'm going to call him out because here in Atlanta, yeah, I know we got close, and a lot of people are going to say, oh, that, that Cavaliers team was much better than us. They really weren't. We were injured, and I know that's a little bit of an excuse, but Coach Bud didn't manage that series well at all when we were, you know, the best team in the NBA that season, when we had the 60 wins. So... Coach Bud, is a, he's a great coach in the regular season, but we'll see when it matters this year. That's right. Uh, the NBA title will kick off in, I believe, they say in July this year? Early July? Yeah, I believe so. Um, so that's when the Larry O'Brien Award will be awarded. Um, it's going to be exciting to see. There's a lot of good NBA teams this year. Um, and, you know, Nets-Lakers will be an awesome matchup. Oh, I yeah. I don't think anyone would be arguing with that one. No. Clipper, um, even the Clippers in the Nets, I wouldn't complain about yeah. that. I mean, I want to see this Nets team in, in the uh, championship, though. Isn't it funny how good the Jazz have been and, like, no one wants to see them in, in <laughs> yeah. the NBA championship at all? I mean, like, they're comparing them to the 2015 Eastern Conference Hawks. Yeah, they're a bunch of, of good core players that are pretty I mean, well coached that are just putting together at the right great time. Great chemistry. Yeah. I mean, they, but, but no one's would, fully buying in. Yeah, would, do no you see one, what their odds are at? No one's fully buying in. They rose heavily. I mean, they're like fifth, I think, in favorites, probably like a plus 1,100. I mean, how could they not but be not, right now? Not, not giving the proper respect for, what, a 25-6 and six team at this exactly. point? Exactly. I mean, they're, so, three, they're three games up. I don't think anyone expected them to be there. I think fourth best odds, fifth best odds, that's pretty fair. I would I'm agree. staying the hell away. I would agree. I would agree. I don't think anyone expects Utah uh, to be hoisting that trophy at the end of the year. But like I said, got a lot of NBA action left. Uh, and we will monitor that as we go. Um, but now we'll move on to our interview with Colby and Avery, Division II's OG founders. Um, we'll, we'll be talking with them a little bit about uh, our time with WGUR, um, talk with Avery about the Georgia Sports Roundup. No, he's always famous for that one. And uh, Colby about a little golf and Cowboys um, football. So here they are, uh, Colby and Avery. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Uh, we now welcome on Division II's founding fathers, Mr. Colby Kennedy and Mr. Avery Carpenter. Guys, how are we doing? Terrific. Oh, I'm fantastic. Thanks for having us on, guys. This is awesome. Right. Well, Avery, we'll start with you. What's life like out there, uh, not behind the microphone? It's terrible. I miss the microphone. You know, I have this microphone here. It's not even plugged in, but I just have it for effect. I mean, I, I, 
it keeps me comfortable at night. I don't know. It's just terrible, guys. I'm telling you, don't leave the microphone. It's not a smart decision. Uh, Colby, uh, you miss you missing the uh, the lights uh, in the mirror hall. I can't say it's, I can't say I miss it that bad. I miss it for sure. I'll tell you what, the real world is tough. Um, I don't recommend on anyone. Um, stay in college. Stay on the show. Um, life after isn't as fun. That's about all I can say. Um, yeah. Wish I was, um, wish I was back in y'all's seats. I hear you. We only got a uh, short amount to go here, so um, but we're enjoying it. Um, but we'll start with uh, y'all's time here. So y'all left Division Two when in 2019. Yeah, 2019. We graduated. Yeah, May 2019. It was a sad day, um, but you know, we had to we had to move on. You know, it's just one of those things. It sucks, but right. And y'all were uh, recording in uh, Lanier Hall, right? Lanier Hall, yeah, ground, ground floor. floor. The ground, ground floor. floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. That was our tag. We're Coming at you play. live from the ground ground floor of Lanier Hall. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so what happened was we were recording in Lanier Hall for, what was it, guys, like six months? About six, uh, seven months. Six, seven months. And then they were, they were promising this extraordinary studio in Terrell Hall, which was under construction when y'all were here. Uh, yeah, I remember that. A big pain in the ass. We can curse now. Well, you yes. could have said ass yes. before, I think, but uh, we can't curse no. now. It's a podcast. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, yes, big... they moved us over to Terrell. Uh, but prior to that, we had uh, like someone come on our show and say like hell or something. And uh, so me and Blake, right before the show, get called into the office by uh, this, this general manager. He's a little, little small kid. Uh, comes in yeah. and starts just spitting hostility at us, you know. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a loser. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, just didn't make any sense. Me and Blake are thrown way off. Uh, didn't know what was going on. So he was like, well, y'all only have like one more strike. And we're like, uh, well, can't you say like hell and damn? And he's like, no. Yeah, no, also like, do you know how, like, is there three strikes? Or is it yeah, just you know, two yeah. strikes? I mean, not a sports know how, Does he know how the strikes work? Not a sports guy. <laughs> Definitely not a sports guy, but anyway, we get along with him, finally make that transition over to Terrell Hall, but then, you know, the likes of Georgia College, they say that only one person can be in the studio at a time. Oh, because of COVID? Or what? Oh, my God. Uh, So, we move on. You live in the same, you guys live in the same household, right? We do, we do. So, that was the little little loophole we got through. So, we, we said we were roommates, we got a couple shows going. Uh, we got some good interviews going, and we our last show was about two weeks ago, um, and we had a interview of Cody Durden, had a great show, aired the Durden interview, um, and Blake edited the uh, video. So obviously, this dude is a UFC fighter. Uh, he's probably gonna curse a little bit. Uh, yeah. Had to edit that shit out. He bit. Just a wee bit. Uh, had to edit that shit out, but there was one flaw that we missed, and Mr. Hmm. Cody Durden uttered the word shit on our show. Uh-oh. Yeah. Blake, how'd you not catch that? Uh, you know, man, sometimes you just miss shit. You know? Blake, uh, yeah, you just miss shit sometimes. It happens. Fair point. It happens. Fair point. Our buddy no. at WGR does, does not miss shit. um so you know we leave the studio we're like ah it'll be all right because you you know i remember y'all had mobley on he said fuck i think i know i was just getting ready to say that mobley was on we were doing our wing reviews and what was his 
Colby, do you remember what he exactly what he said? He said he said something like wings, maybe or I I don't know. But he said I think he said like something like yeah, this is fucking great. He definitely said fuck, and we had a dump button. We had a dump button where we tried to press the dump button. And we're like, press the dump button, press the dump button. I'm, I'm sitting there jamming the dump button. I'm like, we don't know if it's working. We don't have headphones. We don't. We can't hear ourselves. So, like, oh, maybe it works. And then everyone's like, yeah, we definitely heard Mobley say fuck on the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, there was no, uh, there was no creeping by the uh, creeping behind their backs. So we got an email about an hour later and says, we are no longer in need of your services here at WGUR. I mean, that's oh it. Oh my god, bad news. Hey man, it's on them. It sounds that is on them, dude. Yeah. That sucks for them because, well, when we were there, we had like the coolest uh, station managers ever. They were so yeah. cool. Like when Mobley said "fuck," it was like, "Hey, Mobley said fuck." Like I'm really sorry, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's cool." Like, you know, yeah. you can get fined for saying inappropriate words on the air, but I think someone has to report you. And WGUR. Exactly. Their radius is like ten miles of Milledgeville. Right. I mean, the only people listening to it are students, and no one's going to report you. It's ridiculous. Exactly. So. I mean, you don't say dozens of listeners for nothing. Um, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, we're on to on to bigger and better things. Moving on to podcasting. Uh, you guys have the luxury of being on on the first show, um, but uh, we'll catch up with you guys maybe a few of your sports takes. Um, but so Avery, I'll start with you. Uh, Let's the do Falcons, it. Falcons hired a new head coach and general manager uh, and Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot. What do you think about these uh, hires going forward? And what do you think Terry's going to do at number four come draft day? Dude. Okay. So I want to, I want to start with Arthur Smith. I just don't know about this guy. I mean, he seems like a little schemer. It just his looks first off. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you guys, I haven't done my research. But he just looks like a little schemer, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. He's either going to be the absolute worst coach we've ever hired, or he's just going to be some evil genius. He seems like he's a quiet guy. doesn't seem like he's, you know, a, a character. He's not, he's, he's not Dan Smith. He's not bringing in the military mentality. So I really have no idea what to expect out of this guy. Uh, as far as our, out of, you know, our GM goes, you know, who the hell knows what he's thinking right now. What I want him to do, I kind of want to. I kind of want a tight end, to be honest. I want a. I want a Pitts, out of Florida. You. That's my guy. I, I. We saw him play. You know, I watched him play all last season. Um, Hayden Hurst wasn't good. I don't think at all last year, and I think that's you know when we were good. Uh, when the Falcons were good, we had Tony Gonzalez back in the day. You know, Matt Ryan likes the big guys. So let's get a let's get another big target for him, and I know our defense is struggling, but screw it, you know. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's go Good big on offense. Maker, baby. Yeah. I'm talking to Chris actually about that, Avery. I was saying that you know if we trade back to maybe around eight to ten, and you take a Kyle Pitts, you can even afford to keep a Hayden Hurst and roll with a two tight end set, kind of like they were doing in uh, Tennessee a little bit. Um, you know, but Johnny Smith is a free agent as well. So they could clear up a little bit of cap space. That really goes back to Terry Fontenot. But I want to ask you tomorrow, we're talking to Josh Harris, who is the long snapper for the team. Um, I want to, I want to kind of, you know, just see what you're not feeling about Arthur Smith, other than just the no chin look he has going on. So <laughs> if, we, if, uh, if we could ask a question, 
about new Falcons coach Arthur Smith to Josh Harris. What do you want to know about him? Uh, I guess really, I mean, his, his, I want to know about his schematics. Does he seem like he, and I, I want to word this to ri- the right way. Does he seem like he, you know, knows football better than at least what Dan Quinn and, or is he more going to be more creative, at least from the offensive side than Dan Quinn and um, cut Dirk Cutter last year? because it seemed like every defense we played had the offense figured out last year, right? It just kind of seemed like it was a very predictable offense and we had all these weapons, but, you know, running it up the middle and, and, and doing the same plays over and over again isn't going to work. So is, is this guy going to at least be more creative from the offensive side of the ball? Because it, it seems like, you know, the teams that are winning, like the Chiefs and, you know, we saw it with the, uh, with the uh, Bucks this year, like, there is a, a certain level of creativity in the NFL that is, is seeing success these days, right? So. I agree with you. And uh, I, I really hope Arthur Smith can uh, turn that around. Um, but, uh, Colby, we'll move over to your favorite team, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, currently, yeah. currently, the Cowboys' biggest concern uh, of the offseason is the extension of Dak Prescott. <sighs> Um, so do you see Dak taking snaps with the Cowboys under a franchise tag deal or a multi-year deal, or maybe not at all? The middle, the middle for Great question. A lot of options there. Um, got a couple things here. Never want to lose Dak. The latter there of no snaps ever at Cowboys again would be a sad, sad day in my mind. I, I think he's a great quarterback. Um, is he a top three in the league? No, he's not. Um, is he inside the top 10? Yes, he is. And that's what can get the job done these days. And he has the mobility. But I don't know, top 10? I think he is a top yeah, 10 yeah, person. I'd rock, I'd rock there with Dak. Save that for your opinions. But I think he is myself. But here's the deal for If he doesn't get multi-year this year and gets franchise Dak, that's a whole other year of some random quarterback. You see it with Stafford. You see it with Ryan. All these guys getting paid max and max and max. Where the max just keeps going up. So then you're going to have one year later down the road – or now you're going to have a situation with Dak. Are we going to pay him this much even more? I think if they pay them, pay him, sorry, you know, what he should get paid, I think it needs to be a reasonable number, obviously, and that's where the, the problems lie. But if they pay him, you know, that reasonable number, um, it's going to be a pretty high number, obviously. They can avoid that by next year getting down the line, and then they're really hands around their back with, hey, you know, we're going to have to pay him this much more. Because you know darn well, a year from now, some other quarterback out there um, is probably not as good as Dak is going to get that max number again. That's just how the NFL is working these days with quarterbacks. So, I think pay him now, get it done with, um, and the future looks pretty bright. Yeah, it's me. I want to ask you a little bit, though. If, if Dak's not with your beloved Cowboys next season, where do you think he'd end up? Man, I can't even thought about that yet. Um, you know. Or let me, let me rephrase. Thinking bad ways, I would hate to see him go to a – I mean, thinking bad ways, obviously. I would hate to see him go to a Redskins. Obviously, I know there's potential out there. Um, you know, who knows if the Eagles are even locked down solid. The Giants are obviously – the Giants got their guy, so they think. Um, would hate to see the Redskins. I haven't even thought any further than that, um, to be honest where, with you. You know, I don't, I don't know what y'all were thinking. I, I haven't even thought about that question yet. I'd go with football team as well. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of NFL Not even teams, teams are – team, yeah. it's, it's kind of a taboo thing to sign a quarterback 
you know, every, every, every NFL team, if they have a high draft pick without a quarterback, they want to use it on a quarterback, right? They want a new draft pick opposed to, you know, signing a free agent who's been there, done that for, for whatever reason, you know, they, they at least want the lottery pick of maybe, you know, I'll get the next Tom Brady. I'll get the next Pat Mahomes. It seems like that's the trend these days. They're always raving about the rookie contracts. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. And you get it for cheap. Exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. But Avery, I'll move on to you because you were famous on uh, Division Two for the Georgia Sports Roundup. That was your signature. Uh, so moving forward, uh, we just talked about the Falcons. We have the Hawks, who you know are borderline playoff team this year. Jeez, dude. Uh, and the Braves. So what what are we thinking about the current state of Atlanta sports? <laughs> I mean, the Braves are in good shape. I'm excited about the Braves. I mean, they haven't made any crazy off-season moves that have been, you know, super exciting. But I think, you know, we have these young players that played well last year. Soroka's coming back. We have young pitching. I mean, I'm really excited about the Braves. The only not exciting thing about the Braves is that the Dodgers loaded up again with Trevor Bauer this year. So it's like, how the hell are we going to beat the Dodgers? without making any huge moves like that. So maybe these young guys just keep getting better. I don't know. Maybe, you know, some pitches go our way next off or uh, next postseason. Who who knows? But I am excited about the Braves. They are going to be good this year. I mean, the division's, you know, going to be good as well. You know, the Nats, the Mets. The Mets loaded up too. So, I mean, it's going to be a good baseball season, and I'm excited about that. The Hawks, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe in Lloyd Pierce anymore. He's he's a shitty coach. Uh, it seems like I don't. I haven't watched as many games as I should have this year, just because they haven't been as exciting. I mean, I watched last night. We playing against the Cavs. We completely blew the game. I mean, it was terrible. And I, and it, it came down to coaching, to be honest. So I don't know. I, I don't know about the Hawks. I'm not excited about them. Trey, he's not even all star this year. Whether he deserves to be or not, I'm not the one to say, but. It's a little disappointing, for sure. I'd agree with you. And uh, me and Blake were talking about this the other day. We just don't see where the front office of this Hawks organization uh, is taking this team. It's very hard to see, uh, you know, whether they're waiting yeah. on signing a superstar um, or what kind of young guys they're bringing in. Uh, I completely I completely agree. It seems like there's no direction. I mean, you know, they're kind of trying to model after the Warriors. Right. And then the Warriors started sinking, so, like, they lost – you know, they completely lost their model. They don't know who to draft. They don't – they're just drafting – I don't know. I, they're just drafting big names that they think are going to be good, but they're not meshing well together. John Collins and Trey Young don't even like each other, it seems like. I don't – it's just a mess. It really – I mean, we need a good coach in there, I think, a, an established coach that knows how to lead a team is what's going to turn the Sox around. I agree with you there. Um, last question we got for each of you is uh, the NBA is at a full speed right now. Um, so who do you guys ha- see winning the Larry O'Brien Award and who will take home regular season MVP? Colby, I'll, okay, I'll, let, you, let's, let, I'll let you take it, Colby. Um, whew, let's see here. Um, you know who I love this year? I used to hate him as a player. Um, I don't know if the team's good enough for him to win the MVP. Um, I suddenly love Steph Curry again. Call me crazy. The guy's a pure stud. He's a scorer. He's the best shooter in 
NBA history, arguably, not even arguably. I, I would take that one to the bank. Um, the real question there is, is whether their team's going to be good enough. I haven't even seen voting. I'm sure LeBron's up there. I mean, I, I really don't know. I'm sure. I mean, I guess, you know, I'm trying to think who's up. You know, maybe I guess Giannis is again, or, or maybe Luca. I guess. I mean, I really don't even know who's up there. Um, but I like Steph there. I'm suddenly a Steph fan again, and I think he's a hell of a player. And he's doing some tremendous things on the court this year, even though their team isn't amazing. Um, they're still not bad. So it just kind of depends if they can get into the playoffs and make a run um, there. And then uh, what was question two? Uh, who, who do you see win the NBA championship? Um, whew, I don't want to say Lakers. That's the common play, obviously. Um, do I think the Lakers are going to win? Possibly. You know, I think they I think they play very soft for the talent they have. Obviously, they'll probably pick that up in the postseason. Um, personally, I kind of think this might be the Bucks year. I think it might be an East Hills team. I think the Bucks kind of might be like Toronto, how Toronto was always very good in the East and never really broke through. Um, it's obviously more of a long shot, but if, if the West can be a little bit down in the playoffs with the new Bucks team, adding Drew Holiday, kind of adding that presence um, can go a long way. And it, just the same way the Raptors surprised the world um, and kind of slipped through a crack because Golden State was injured. Same thing could happen again um, if an injured West Coast team obviously got to get through Philly in the East. Um, you know, Boston probably tell the players that teams like that. But I think they'll get through the East, and, and I think they'll probably put up a tough fight and probably beat the Lakers in the finals. That's, that's my pick, Ford. All right, Avery. Yeah, so to be honest, guys, like Colby was always our NBA guy. I'm not the biggest NBA fan. I like the Hawks. You know, the better the Hawks are, the more NBA I watch. They're all right this year. I've watched a little bit. Um, so I'm just going to give you a shitty answer. I'm going to say the Lakers, obviously. And then uh, Gallinari uh, for the Hawks had three or ten threes tonight. So he's my MVP pick. So All right. Well uh, said. Last okay. time I got ten threes. Was in college. Oh. <laughs> All right, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll see if uh, we'll see if Gallinari can keep it up on uh, his MVP campaign. Uh, it's great stuff there from Avery and Colby, uh, Blake and Chris. You got anything else for him before we let him go? Man, just hey, it's always uh, it's always really uh, nice to have you guys on. Obviously, you guys are the originators of the show and the creators, so uh, it's always nice that we had this bond and. Um, we were talking about y'all's old show earlier. I was going to say, I'll ne I never forget the uh, spring break edition episode featuring Mobley. That was, that was a really, really good one. When, whenever Mobley was on, I mean, he <laughs> always, there was always something to talk about. It was hilarious. It was wild. And, you, uh, were, you had no idea when the dumb button was going to get used. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think I speak for both Colby and I. We're super proud of you guys. I mean, y'all are killing it. I mean, just... I see your – we watch your interviews every time they're posted on Instagram. It's amazing. And, uh, and you know what? Fuck WGUR, the noise. We, we don't need them. Division Two doesn't need them. We're bigger than them. And this this new guy, this new president or whatever, just made a terrible decision. So, uh, we have your back. Well said. Also, I want to uh, give a shout-out to uh, big uh, Jackson only Faxo. Uh, stand, stand up comment yes. now. Stand up comment <laughs> yeah. Yeah, also, yep. also a good follower. That's my guy right there. Yeah, man. <laughs> Our producer. Impressed what he's doing out there. I tell you what, the guest, the guest difference has come a long way, from Jacko, <laughs> Only Fasto, and Mobley, and uh, we, shoot, had we had Max Grant Adele Gonzalez on. There. We had Grant Gonzalez on to talk NBA one day. Um, I'm trying to think of a worst. That was, that was a low point. Maybe Mason Bond. <laughs> maybe Mason Bond as a fishing guest 
Uh, yeah, love Mason, Mason Bond, bad, but, GCSU uh, fishing team. He was he was as dry as a like a as a, as a, as a wall. <laughs> Uh, See, so yeah, I've come a long way from that to Jeff, Jeff Francoeur and UFC fighters, uh, you know, the Hulk yeah. commentator. What's the name again? Bo- what's the name again? Raph? Blake. Blake. Y'all got to get turn off. Yeah. So, come a long way there. Turn off? Sure. Let's, see, let's see if we can get turn off. We'll, uh, we'll, let's uh, get turn off on okay. there. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to him. Um, you know, I have some mutual connections now that we've kind of formed, but, you know, none of this would have happened without you guys. So, thanks again in all seriousness. I know we like to kid and joke around, but, you know, y'all started this, and uh, hopefully we can finish it for you. Oh, yeah. Love it, boys. Keep uh, doing what you're doing. Thank you for listening to Division Two Sports. For all Division Two sports news, follow us on social media at Division underscore two sports.